Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Kendall Payton, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's dive into this week's top story. Deciding whether to separate or combine credit and collections functions is an important decision that requires careful evaluation. The traditional responsibilities of a credit department include ongoing credit functions, collections, and cash application. But it can be difficult to effectively cover those three responsibilities if staff is limited and work volume is high. Lynn Anglin is the Senior Credit Development Manager at Ingram Micro. She says her company separates their credit analysts or credit development managers from their collectors. The analyst is responsible for the credit limit, understanding the business, and then the ops manager focuses on the day-to-day operational aspect. But we work together as a team and communicate. So if they see something that doesn't seem to be normal behavior, they will raise that up to the analyst. I mean, typically a lot of people might think, oh, the, you know, the, the collections function will always be the bad cop. And the analyst will be the good cop. But, you know, the ops person, they got to continue that relationship. Whether you separate or combine your credit and collections functions, you have to figure out what works best for your company. Regardless of your chosen strategy, open communication and well-defined procedures are essential. Daryl Horton, NACM's immediate past chair and director of revenue and credit at AGS, says the choice should align with the organization's size, industry and risk tolerance. Combining the, the the credit roles together, some of the cons of not doing that is the collections role will know information about a customer or have a possibly a feeling about a customer that the credit analyst, if they're separated from this job, does not have and does not understand what that is. And so that's a valuable thing that helps build the credit analysts, you know, what we've always referred to as the collector's gut. And by not having that, sometimes that's lost. And the only thing that the analyst goes on is strict data alone. And that sometimes can leave stuff sitting out there on the table that you'd rather deal with or possibly bring in a risk that you don't want to deal with as well. Some credit professionals believe when employees are in charge of both functions, it can promote accountability. Marin Anderson is a credit manager at Oregon Tool. She says if you review and approve accounts to make a decision, you're ultimately responsible for collecting any past dues. I kind of like to approach not just credit and collections, but accounts receivable as well, sort of holistically, so that a credit analyst has a portfolio of accounts that they're responsible for soup to nuts. So credit investigation, credit limit approval, also applying their payments, and then, you know, collecting on their receivables. I find that that works best because you've got an investment in that decision that you're making up front. You can check out the full story in eNews. If you're interested in connecting with other credit leaders, visit our website to join any of our thought leadership groups. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. In the meantime, you can also register for our upcoming webinar, Modern Mindfulness, Ways to Engage Your Mind, Body, and Spirit at Work, on Tuesday, September 19th.